0: Reflecting how wonderful it is to be here, be a part of this uh, adventure, undertaking, journey of our humanity, our individual respective journeys and our collective journey. wonderful it is to be able to come here and receive, uh, to drink of the the waters, the refreshing waters of the Buddha, to have the living embodiment of the Buddha in the monastic community, the living embodiment of the Buddha in the non-monastic and really in the Buddha-barisa, the Community of those who are dedicated to uh, the way, to the Buddha's way, in <clears throat> male, female, um, those that choose the ordination to give their lives more fully, and those that choose to be in the world but continue to give a significant part of your life to this. <clears throat> been uh, a long journey for all of us many of us feel or have felt the kind of the worldly weariness, the tiredness of this long wandering and the sutta's Buddha talks about that we've been for many a birth have we been wandering. Uh, on this long journey of birth, aging, and death, and saṃsāra, perpetual, wanting, grasping, clinging, becoming, being something else, having something else, going somewhere else. We've been doing it long enough to be truly tired to want to turn away Coming to Amaravati, the deathless realm, gives us the opportunity to reflect and to uh, learn how to turn away. (coughs) This being the final day of our retreat. It also be the final day of one's life, as we've been learning, reflecting, and but it's also the beginning, isn't it? It's the beginning of a new day, another opportunity, a refreshed opportunity to uh, turn towards Ko, what is apparent here and now. Asking oneself, where is my refuge, what is my true refuge? The tendency of habits of grasping, clinging and attachments is to turn towards uh, the life that we each live. In one kind of blink of an eye, you can think of your living space, your home. The attachments that we accumulate in our homes what we love, what we like, what we fear to lose. But by softening one's heart, by softening one's attachments to realize that all is swiftly transient, arises and passes away. If it doesn't arise and pass away In its material form, it arises and passes away in the uh, mind of attachment. There may be a tendency in your heart to think, Oh my God, I have to leave today, I have to go back to that. What is that? That right now is a construct, it is just simply a thought. The thought then proliferates, you know, my thought and then what my is as far as the that is, my work, my job, problems that I left and know that I will have to uh, deal with when I return. And already we've lost the wonderful teaching that we have in Sanditiko. But then in that same moment, ah! That's what apparent here and now. My now, not certain. What's certain is that I have this moment, present moment, and if I can bring forth, sustain that effort to have present moment, be with what is apparent here and now, then I have great inner strength to face whatever challenges may come. So, kind of, I learned, and Ajahn Chai used to say, and it was something I was fond of, kind of quoting him as you know when you leave, you know, "A put nam 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 It's the kind of the colloquial vow Take, uh, don't forget, take the Buddha with you when you leave. Take the Dhamma with you when you leave. Take the Sangha with you when you leave. And in reality. It never was anywhere else, we've always had it. We've always been with the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. How wonderful. So there is no separation from that. That is the ko, isn't it? Our true inheritance, one's true inheritance, the human inheritance, to live, to have a human birth, to be in this moment, in this place and time, I don't know, I think I heard like 10 something, 10 million people live just 45 minutes or so away in London. What percentage is the 50 or 60 people here of that 10 million? So I kind of feel quite special with that. You know, that's How wonderful that I have uh, cleared enough dust out of my eyes to want to be here and each of you the same. So to <clears throat> greet the challenges, the fears that one may have, and to sustain. And so it's not sustaining a memory, is it? A memory is, arises and passes away. And uh, here now allows us to uh, be with the memory, allow the memory to come into being and allowing that memory to pass away. Gone in a poof of smoke. And uh, briefer than just one inhalation, let alone a full inhalation and exhalation, it can be gone. Like the 10 seconds and then the 40 minutes to try to disentangle. So the entanglement is you know, thick, <coughs> but the disentanglement is simple this contrast of how entangled each of us is in our respective way with our lives, our attachments, our possessions. And yet disentanglement, undoing that can be as simple as just one moment of now and realizing that, ah, I have this moment and a fresh look. So be brave, be bold, be courageous as we depart, as we leave each other. And each day we've been here we have many moments of coming together and separating. It's the way of our human existence isn't as a continuous coming together and separating. How wonderful to see you, my friend. And then we have to say goodbye for as simple as Turning to go visit the loo, to going off on a day of work, whatever it is that we constantly have this continual, perpetual coming together and separating. is a wonderful reflection that realize that it's never sure, we're never sure what if I will see you again. I hope in my heart that I see each of you again. I'd like to think that you'd like to see me again, too. But we don't know for sure if that will happen. But what we do know for sure is that which has the nature of arising has the nature of ceasing. And that what each of us takes away from this experience is a part of the whole, isn't it? And that part of the whole really is the whole. It's the connectedness to the whole, is to allow to dissolve that barrier that one creates between self and other. So if I don't allow, it's like the letting go, isn't it? To not pick it up in the first place. So, Your heart is my heart. My heart is your heart. We are one heart. We are one voice. The collectedness, the, the, the big collective of our humanity Breathing the same air, the same blood running through our veins, the same heart pulsating, creating the life force of blood so that the body can sustain itself. tendency is to very easily go to kind of emotion. You know, I'm a big guy, but I'm a, a softy. And to um, have separation, contemplate separation, can bring sadness. But I think it's a natural sadness because we are connected and we feel love, we feel warmth, and we want to draw close to that. So I think it's natural to feel that and how much more so when one of our own uh, parts dies, goes away, they're no longer there in the body. All those that we know that have died and yet in a moment we can reflect on them, remember them, love them, care for them in this moment because they have really not gone anywhere. The, the memory is, is there. So in that uncertainty or in that anicca, there is a kind of permanence, isn't there? And that sanya and that recollecting that person is kind of a part of who we are. We've taken a little piece, just like each of us has pieces of the earth, the elements. So we're we're blended together, we're woven together in this kind of wonderful tapestry of humanity. One practical thing that I had shared with Anja before <clears throat> I came uh, to be a part of this retreat and uh, didn't get the opportunity to share last night, I was reminded of it when someone uh, was given a w- question, came up about, well, here we have each other to support, we have the community, but everyone here comes for pretty much a singular purpose to kind of nourish our hearts, really, isn't it? To get nourishment, <coughs> to drink of the Dhamma, to drink of the Sangha, to be reminded of the Buddha. And in everyday life in society, that societal norm is not to, doesn't want to remind or be reminded of these uh, of nobility, of lifting the heart up, elevating oneself to be reminded that uh, they are ultimately uh, live in a very precarious existence, how fragile these bodies are, how uncertain they are, so everything in society reinforces, you know, get this, get that, have this, have that, like the little calling in the book, of Jensen. Um, are all Red, you know, come and see me, be with me. So how does one bring into that the kind of commitment of knowing that all that arises passes away because people don't want to hear it? And when I f- we first started talking about the death experience, I googled death rehearsal. Just googled it. So when you get home, there's a good start. Go and google death rehearsal and be amazed what you find. And one that I found that was very striking and that I'd like to share, it's very simple. Was a woman in California, of course, had... Um, Came up with this idea and had had a weekend with I think it was mostly other women, and I don't know how familiar folks are here in this this country with the uh, the AA model, you know, recovery for alcohol, drugs, and things. I know it exists here, but when one comes to, you know, AA, it's always just first name, and uh, sit in the circle and people. You know, Hello, my name is Joseph, and uh, I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Joseph. Welcome, Joseph. So she took a spin-off of that, which is quite wonderful. And I, I was reflecting, I think, well, there's two versions. I'm going to give you the English version first, and then I'll give you the American version, my own English version, and the American version. <coughs> so and you can practice this. It will take a little courage, but I think you can pull it off. You can pull it off with your friends first. So, you can practice with them and uh, find the suitable time and place. But when you meet somebody anew, you, you know, and they say, "Oh, this is, you know, this is this is Joseph or Joseph. This is you know, Sally. Well, hello, Sally. How do you do?" And then say, you know, or they don't say the name and say, "You say, hello. I'm Joseph, and I'm a mortal." Hello, I'm Joseph, and I'm a mortal. That's the English version. The American version is, Hello, I'm Joseph, I'm a mortal. I'm going to die. What about you? So even if you're societally restricted by how you might express that, you can do it yourself. You can say, oh, good morning, Joseph, to yourself. I'm mortal. I am going to die. I spoke the other day about <clears throat> a kind of our Um, we each have our own, I guess the most recent is maybe MP3, MP4, whatever, but our tape recorder. um, In our (coughs) senses, we are constantly recording experiences. And that these last uh, seven days, or nine days is the case, ten days, that those that uh, were able to be on the mindful aging weekend and continued unto the the seven days of this retreat, To have trust, have faith in what you've learned here. Some of you have taken notes, which I think is wonderful, but there is a notepad, an indelible notepad in, in the heart. So everything is recorded. Have no fear, it is. It's all recorded. However, what is in there for playback remains to be seen. So kind of what one can remember so rather than trying to go back and you know, find that file it's behind the file, behind the file, and what folder, and so on in a modern, modern way, or even the modern, looking in the filing cabinet, where did I put that piece of paper? To trust that the, the file that's necessary, that we really has made sense, or that we can take away, will come back at the appropriate time. So don't panic. No. You're taking with you, just like you're taking the Buddha, or you never, you always had the Buddha. And so really, when, when I teach, I think, well, I'm just a, a kind of a, I help remind people what they already know. You know, when we, do we really learn something, or are we just being reminded of what we already know, or what we already knew, we just kind of forgot it. So trust, trust in your journey. Trust in your path. it is, you know, your path, and it's part of a collective path. that those things that are deeply meaningful and need to be known and uh, practice will return will come back to you. and so be open to that kind of uh, those moments, little moments of awakening, of remembering, of recollecting, reflecting. And it's not to say to kind of go back, and maybe some of you compelled. Oh, I want to go home and get on my computer and write down things, and I think that's wonderful too, because you want I kind of have them uh, in a place that you can recollect. But life moves on, so this retreat, the memory of this retreat will fade. But the relevance uh, will not. Hopefully, that the relevance will come back. That each of us will be able to. Uh, have uh, take that part away that is most meaningful and make it one's own. And I hope I have the opportunity to greet each of you before you leave look you in the eye learn your name if I don't already know it and look into your eyes and meet you as a fellow on the on this journey. But if I don't that doesn't happen with the busyness that will unfold as this day being Sunday, there are many comings and goings on Sundays, but I will be available, Ajahn will be available. That uh, to express my deep gratitude for this invitation from Ajanamaro the community here, the gratitude to have this uh, opportunity, truly humbled, to be here and to have each of you uh, to sit with, to to share, to learn from. And as much as you perhaps learned from <coughs> my ability and uh, effort to try to uh, make sense of this that in each of you in your own way is, is helping me to do that. I was just reflecting with Catherine this morning that there's a true international community here at Amaravati and it's very, it's, it's so lovely to be reminded of that and so easy to be, you know, feel kind of separate so we have this collective of people from all walks of life from young, old, man, woman, and so on and come together and That one thing brings us together, the the desire in our hearts to be free of desire, to be complete, to whole, to kind of come home, to return to our true inheritance. So thank you, thank you, thank you.